The following podcast is brought to you by the Franchise Network. What up, geeks, fanboys, fangirls, and otakus alike? Welcome to another edition of The Talking Pop. It's the podcast that focuses on pop culture news. That means video games, anime, movies, television shows, and more. And every time, something new comes to the table. Once again, I'm reporting to you live from the glare of the pop culture geek. I am your host, Alfonso Bergen. And please welcome back to the podcast who's been gone. The guy who's been gone for several weeks. <laughs> My bro, Andy Biko, welcome back, buddy. What's up, man? I'm glad to be back from Mexico. But yeah, uh, I'm glad to be back, and I'm going to be a little rusty, folks, but I'm sure the topic we're going to discuss today is going to be something that <laughs> will bring it back into the saddle. Um, but I'll go ahead and let Fonz describe what we're going to be talking about today. I don't know if you guys, um, you know, I... I know it's a sensitive subject. If you guys listened to my last episode, which gave, which I gave you guys my personal history of video games and how video games influenced my life, and I did warn you guys that the next episode, once my bro Biko was coming back, that the next episode was going to be political, was going to be serious. So this is going to be a really serious episode of the of the Talking Pod because even though most of our episodes were like critiques and lighthearted, it's something that. Drawn to me to the news, and it's something that we need to pretty much give you guys what our opinions are with this issue. Um, you know, just to let you guys know. Yes, we we heard about the Parkland, Florida shooting, and of course, you know, our thoughts to go out to the families of the students that that took place in that tragedy. So, so you know, we're not going to mention names. We're not going to talk about that tra- that tragedy specifically, but you know, just the consequences of now. Going up to Capitol Hill because if you if you guys are video gamers like me and my bro Biko are, if I don't know if you guys read the recent articles or saw CNN or read you know IGN or comicbook.com. Apparently, um, the Trump administration is pretty much they're blaming the entertainment industry, pretty much targeting the video game industry and the movie industry. Apparently, so-called Donald Trump decided to meet with video game executives. And movie executives. And apparently, if you go online, IGN actually was able to get the video of the compilation video that the Trump administration that about what they deem is the violence in video games. And just to let you guys know, we had this issue before. But that was back in the early '90s when you know when Mortal Kombat came out. You know they were the first video game to feature blood. And back then there was no ratings board. Of course, Al- Joel Lieberman, you know, was the head of the Senate Council that said, they told the Vegan Council, if you guys don't do anything, we're going to step in. And of course, that became the development of the Electronic Safety Ratings Board, which pretty much rated, you know, video games from like E to C, which is early childhood, to MA for his mature. And of course, you know, that's been, been holding steadily, but now, of course, with the recent shootings, of course, video games and movies in general are getting brought into the mix. And honestly, to me as a gamer and, of course, as an avid movie fan, it kind of irritates me because, number one, you're using the pop culture media as a scapegoat for the issues that you don't want to handle yourselves. So let me take it back and turn it back to my bro, Biko, and see what he thinks about it. Um, well, just like Fonz had mentioned earlier, some... This is nothing new, uh, and he had briefly mentioned about Mortal Kombat, and that kind of was like the the platform for them to jump off of how they can kind of regulate the you know the, the the whatever they're trying to display in their games, and then this got trajectified after when they went through and Columbine happened, 
and they just want to, you know, they went all guns blazing on, on video games, of course, because, you know, when you have Doom and other classics come through that era, and then we had, we even had Call of Duty almost towards the end of the year back in, uh, when PC games are coming out, we had Quake, all those. And it just seems like they're using the same argument again that we heard on what more than twenty, almost more more than twenty years, like twenty years ago, more than twenty years, twenty two years now. Like seriously, we're we doing the same thing. Um, and then I, my brother just filled me in because I, since I've been gone, I literally wanted to enjoy my trip out, and I didn't want to really be up to date with American politics right now. And I know. It's it gets exhausting. We need to pay attention because this guy's crazy, and America's getting away with it. With a lot of things, they want this to happen at the same time. So he had shown me a video of Trump talking about what we should do about video games and movies and stuff like that. And what my impression of what I got out of that was, he said the first sentence that came out of his mouth was all he needed to say because throughout the whole thing, he was just repeating himself over and over again. Talking about how uh, movies should have uh, something of a regulation, some sort of a standard board of reading that. But I guess he, uh, for a guy who's in his seventies, I guess he forgot that we are we, we've been having a rating system for both our um, art forms and media forms. We have a rating system for basically everything except porn, because you know everyone's ex- got access to porn, no matter what they do, <laughs> right? Nobody says anything about that. Uh, but anyways, so violence and anything, I mean. This country was founded on violence. It's it's we're not going to get around it. We're anthrop- that's part of our anthropology. That's part of our built. I mean, we're animals. That's just a species of some kind. So just seeing this video is just it's very funny. It's very funny how to at least I find it funny how we keep going back to the same argument which is doesn't really have any sense. It doesn't have any any bout of merit to it because there have been countless studies since all that's been happening. There have been countless studies that that debunk this this crazy argument that this will ins- this will influence your child to go ahead and create and do these psychotic my- manic acts of violence without like people are definitely just da- dancing around. They're dancing around the major issue that's at play here, and that's. What my brother was, we were talking about off the air now, which I'll let him state his argument because it's, I don't need to say it. He definitely needs to say it because I'm sure everyone agrees or I would hope everyone agrees or sees or able to understand that side of perspective on that side of view. Um, But we were literally just discussing how things need to be better at home. Where's the parenting? Where's... There's got to be an issue with parenting and psychological needs and things that are not being met. Yeah, I'm like, well, my bro, and he was saying, yeah, same thing with the parents. I mean, I worked in retail for, like I said, for 13 years, going out 13 years. Um, and honestly, I used to work in the electronic department, you know, and what paying for me, yeah, I know video games, I know the ratings, I know what what they, what each game based on the description, or I'm the one who stocks them. But what it pains me to see is when, you know, an old man, like an elderly man, buying a Grand Theft Auto for his 10-year-old grandson not knowing, problem is I didn't sell this man the game. Someone else did, but watching it, I'm like, this guy doesn't. This I, I'm not saying anything bad necessarily at all, but in the back of the game cartridge, back in the game cases, there's a description why that game's got that rating and why it's at that rating. 
But, you know, but like I said, you know, they want us to spoil their grandkids and say, hey, you know, this, my grandson wants this game. You know, it's the hottest game out there. It's hard to say no. It's it, hard to it's say no. It's, what, yeah. it's understandable. It's hard to say no. And all of a sudden, he buys the game for the grandson. And I'm looking and shaking my head like, oh, wow, really? You're going to buy him for that? I couldn't recommend him something else that I felt would be better in his child age. Not freaking Grand Theft Auto. That's TV. That's rated TV. Um, rated MA for mature. Versus a game I can recommend as rated teen that has appropriate for his age. Appropriate for his age, and that's minimum violence. Because if you guys, I play Grand Theft Auto. I know my brother played Grand Theft Auto Five, and it's like honestly, it's a fun game. I like the series. But, you know, it does cross the line, you know, does, there's prostitution in it, there's shooting. No 10 year olds should be fucking playing No 10 year olds should be playing that game. That's Sorry, a game like, of- let's break it, let's be honest here, people. Do you honestly believe a 10 year old should be playing Grand Theft Auto? Now, I'm not gonna say I didn't see horror movies when we were kids. Like, but this, that was a way different time. Like, and it's, and we're talking about early 90s here. Really, like, we were exposed to a lot of this stuff too, and we've and this is way before the boom of the internet and how it's taken over. Boom, way before social media was even considered a thing, like back when AOL Messenger was like the the hottest thing. Like, it's it's just something that is very frustrating because you want to see. We're frustrated with our government right now, and it's we're definitely. I'm I personally feel like we're not getting listened to, which isn't anything. To be honest, it's nothing new, guys. It's really nothing new. Um, but like we were talking about, I don't want to, I don't want to jump from top to topic and then go on these crazy ruts because I, I, we got to stay organized here <laughs> and my ADD will go nuts. But what I'm trying to say is especially the parenting, that's got to be number one. And I know it's hard and I, I know it's, it's hard to balance time when you have children and, and when it's a two income type family or single family, everyone's got different, different variety of of exemptions and, and, and just, ex, just examples of different types of lifestyles. And I understand it's difficult and, and definitely, especially being in this country where, you know, it's work, 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 and it's hard to find a balance of trying to be there for your family and have the energy to instill values and virtues and listen to your kid and embrace their interests and whatnot. And that's number one. And I understand that. However, it's got to change. And, to see these things happening, it's it's really tough. Um, even after all these school shootings, even with the Parkland one, we can we can ma- name plenty in this country because it's it's every year. It's literally a, it's it's school shootings have turned into a sporting event every year. Like we, it's like a whole new season of school shootings in America. Like America season three, it's just the same thing, and it's not changing obviously. And Parenting's number one. I mean, my brother was talking about a story, <clears throat> which I heard briefly not too long ago. Sorry about that. About uh, a kid who shot his sister to death because he, she, lo- she didn't, she didn't wanna, give him the control. She didn't want to give him Was it Call of yeah. Duty, right? I don't know what game. It whatever just the case, game, yeah. it doesn't matter at this point, right? The, the Whatever the game was, the kid shot his sister because his sister didn't want to give him the control. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure people, kids who grew up with other siblings in the house, and when you guys had to share and whatnot, I don't know if your parents instilled some sort of difference and some sort of appreciation for your brothers and sisters, but that is not normal. It is not normal for a kid, a brother, who just want to go to shoot her sister because they lost at a game, or the sister didn't want to give them the control. Like, what's going on here? And that's the parents' fault. You can't blame the kid, obviously. How did he get that gun? <laughs> like, seriously, how did the kid know where the gun was? 
Who's that's uh, that's all to the parents. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna blame a kid for finding a gun in his house. But, like all power to him. He found. He was able to. He had that easy of access to the, uh, a firearm in his own house, and he was able to go and pull the trigger on his own sister without any repercussion or remorse. Like, well, repercussion, yes, but remorse, which I'm sure he's going to have to go through now as a kid who probably doesn't understand that still. No. And look, and now what's going to happen? His sister's gone, and he's going to grow up and realize what a dumb mistake he just did, and and I'm sure his parents are going to have to deal with the remorse and the regret of having to go through this terrible thing that they have to they had to witness and see and and I really feel for the parents but at the end of the day it's like we got to be objective here and see that it's uh, it's a big issue here with with parenting and and environment and the and and parents and trying to being there for their their for their family and I think that you know obviously there's different factors in these things Different, many factors in here, but it's definitely economical, mental, uh, and then the, your 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 environment wants you develop in, and your parents obviously the parents ha- have to have a role, obviously have a role in this. And I hate to throw blame around in this, but we gotta call we gotta call a spade a spade, guys. We ju- we just have to. Um, yeah, honestly, it's because lucky. I mean, like I said, if you got. Growing up, you know, my parents got me video games because, honestly, it was like pretty much if you guys listened to my previous episode, it was my escape from reality. That's what games are made for. It's made by talented people. They put their blood, sweat, and tears, and they create this artwork. It's art. Same thing with movies. It's art. Some of it's based on original work. Some of it's based on books. Exactly. And it's like basically transcending really? art. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like... You know, back in the days, I mean, yeah, me and my mom, me and me and my bro Biko, we played with the NES system, but my mom was smart in knowing what games she should buy for us because knowing for a fact, you know, we were at a, I was at a young age, I was four years old when mom got me into Nintendo, so she knew what games to to get me that you know will keep my attention, but at the same time, you know. They incurred me to violence. I mean, the only thing I was shooting was freaking Dunk Hunt. Duck Hunt. Yeah, and they had a little with the little zapper, little plastic. Little that was plastic my shooting zappers. game, shooting ducks. So it doesn't say, oh, I'm playing shooting virtual ducks out there. So that doesn't mean I'm going to grow up to be a duck hunter. <laughs> like what? Do I own a gun? No. Sure I don't need to own a gun. Right. I'm sure everybody's seen Scarface. It doesn't mean we're all going to become cocaine dealers. And we're not going to we're not going to become Italians playing Cubans. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. But anyways, like it's it's crazy, man. It's like it's ridiculous the way that it's going. It's being perceived. It's like you know, like I said, they, oh, they're trying to find a scapegoat to cover up for all these instances. It's like they try to find Again, someone else to blame. Always, always. It's always the same fucking thing. You know, excuse my language. You know, this was going to be a serious podcast, but honestly, back to what I was saying. You know. I grew up with the NES, and, you know, that was the only shooting game I had was just the dunk on. I didn't have Wild Gum and all the other ones, like, all the other shooting games. Like, the Punisher was a shooting game, but I didn't get that one because my parents were, my mom was smart, and she knew what games to get me. We got the Ninja Turtles, we got Battle. We got Ninja Turtles. So many other games. And it's like, when I saw someone, we're going to go fighting out in the streets, fighting crime and stuff. Like, what in their minds are they thinking? Like, oh, God. And for another example, like, but I remember, like, back when, remember when Power Rangers first debuted, guys? I don't know if you guys remember when Power Rangers debuted in the 90s, and all of a sudden, you know, they felt that, all oh, Power Rangers was too violent because, you know, kids were, um, you know, imitating the stunts and stuff, and to the point that they had to put disclaimers saying, uh, and, and before the show saying this, these are performed by professional stunt. But people didn't realize most of that stuff was borrowed from the Japan show. If you guys don't remember, Power Rangers was from Japan, and Power Rangers was around 
Way it was around since like the late seventies, and basically the version that we that we saw was based off like the fourth season or fifth season of Power Rangers. And the only thing they filmed was like the American actors were filming a soundstage for when they're not in the Ranger suits, and a lot of the fighting scenes were, were just archive footage from you know those Super Sentai series, which of course is from Japan. People don't realize it was record like a lot of it was dubbed over, so a lot of the American actors dub most of the fighting scenes basically but you know yeah i remember back my cousins and myself yeah yeah we loved the power rangers my bro too and, ten, and also and yeah we sometimes play games like the power rangers but we always talked about it yeah we played games that like tag as the power rangers but we never got to the point of, hey let's kick around or do the crazy flips and stuff because we know it was a tv show we were smart you know not like kids today like kids today you know you got smartphones now you can look that stuff up but like, as long There's, as you do your yes, research especially and I'm not even going to blame the kids for that too I mean I, and the kids are very they're very smart at least technology wise too which is all power to them because I, I give them that knowledge but the thing I I need to reassess again is the parents thing like now there's really there's no excuse for you to not have not be able to do your own research and come with a conclusion on what you believe is your stance on this? There, it's no excuse anymore, guys. Really, and I, and I hope even for middle-aged people, I've met middle-aged people who are very, very technologically savvy. There's no excuse anymore. And then there, I meet adults who don't even know who buy a smartphone and get an iPhone, but ha- only use it for going through Facebook. Like, what? What's the point? It's like you have this powerful device in your hand, and I'm not gonna be a hypocrite. Like, I don't, I don't use my phone a lot, at least for social media-wise. But I I understand it, and I understand what it what it takes to buy something, a new technology device or whatever, and putting the time and effort to kind of get used to the user interface. And then these days, I mean, people still act like we're in the 1900s or where we don't have access to information 24-7. We literally do. If not, and you want to live an old-school life, there's a library that's free that your taxes pay for that has plenty of information that can provide and great people who work for these libraries don't you think that i don't know you should you can take 20 minutes 30 minutes out of your day take your kids take yourself if you don't have any kids and just read and and just self-develop just try to learn and research these things i don't but there's no excuse anymore people and then and i don't want to get off topic here but one thing I would like to say before I forget is I know this is a tough this is a very tough topic and there's going to be separation between both because we all have different opinion opinions and we're very multi complex species of of beings and people seem to forget that they seem to think that everyone's one dimensional when we're not we all live different experiences during our stories and I understand this however we got to talk about these things because if not we're we're letting the government the people who run the government these people that they get our tax money and they say they represent us this is why they are able to get away with these things they're able to do this because people turn a blind eye they don't want to they don't want to talk about the issue that's really at hand here they just want to blame blame the NRA they want to blame all this they want to blame but they're not thinking about who number one enemy at this point is it's the people who create these policies who don't want to make a change and i come on like if you're not if you don't realize this by now america america's been sold out if you don't think that i'm sorry but you need to get out of your cave here guys you need to stop watching fox news you need to stop doing that you need to do your own conductive research from both sides of the argument and then and then come up with your own 
your own opinion once you've educated yourself on both arguments because there's no excuse anymore and you're living in a country who's taking advantage of your ignorance. And that's why they call it the American dream. Fonz, uh, <laughs> go ahead, because I'm sorry I cut you off. But no, that's yeah. alright, man. Like, like now, like going back to like what my bro said. Yeah, it's basically what it is. It's like you know, currently right now we are watching the Overwatch League right now, and honestly, it's a game that features you know, shooting. There's lasers. There's guns. Yeah. Animated characters, so animated characters, cool lasers, guns, whatever the case. But honestly, is. right now we're watching a league, so you know it's gaming. It's taking it such a new level. There's esports people. There's esports, so it gives like prospect kids, you know, a dream to shoot for. That hey, I can be a professional. Gamer. You can make some. You can you enjoy can make, your life. You can enjoy life make money. doing what you do. Make money doing what you do. It keeps you off the streets. Keeps you from being influenced under drugs. It keeps your focus. And like I said. This is something that kids can watch. You know, it's E-League. Go on Twitch. You can watch these E-League games. There's, there's a Counter-Strike League. There's a Street Fighter League. You know, there's many different gaming <laughs> tournaments. You go to gaming conventions. There's gaming conventions. There's retro gaming conventions. You know, we're watching Overwatch League right now. It's freaking phenomenal right now because we got the finals of the of Stage 2. You saw this team earlier today, Philadelphia Fusion, coming back, beating the top-ranked seed from Stage 1, London Spitfire. And right now they're facing the top one of Stage 2, New York Excelsior, who I've been following since the league started. And really because there's no Chicago team right now, I'm hoping the next league season they'll have a Chicago team. That'd be freaking awesome. But it's nuts because it's like gaming now, it's not, you know, just now people are, but not only playing video games, they're watching other people play video games even professionally because it's like, uh, like, like I said, but today, this is pretty much taking over mainstream sports to the point that even ESPN is like mm, covering it now, which is, just yet, but we're seeing a, sorry, but we're, we're seeing a big shift when, even when it comes to our sports entertainment, but that's, that's a whole it's a whole other topic. Um, yeah, we're just we're just there's something they want. I'm gonna add here and going back. Like honestly, when the Trump, when I saw the Trump thing on like video game wise, it's like, um, you know, Pico, what was your first game that you ever played with? Because yeah, involved it, what like violence? Any violent video game, just something that off of your head that you ever recall playing? Oh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil on PlayStation. Um, I remember going to my cousin, my friend's house on the, down the block. I didn't have a PlayStation at that time. I only had an N64. My brother had, what did you got? You, you didn't, you were, no, you were okay. Uh, I think we, we both had, we were so obsessed with N64 at that time that it didn't matter. Yeah, we were stuck in But, um, my friends, my neighbors, my friends on down the block, they had PlayStation and I would be at their house most of the time. So I, we, and they had, they got really cool games. They had every single one, um, but the one is Resident Evil. Like, it's literally a dude in a haunted house, zombies, different types of guns. Now, and this is on the south side of Chicago. So, like, southwest side of Chicago. Um, and, and this is at a young age. And then, like I said, I grew up with that type of video games. And then movies, if we're going to go on that one as well. I watched we'll horror movies, movies as a kid. So let's do yeah, the gaming. Like we, we you don't want to, okay, we can do gaming. So Resident Evil was one um that I remember uh and then the, all the wrestling games we played on N64 like wrestling, dude. Like the wrestling games back then, they had blood, bloodshed, they had cages. You know, it it literally was a car, like a carbon copy of what you saw on wrestling cuz it was a big thing in the 90s too. Um so there was plenty of, of sort of media even then. I mean, books, media too. So they're trying to create this argument that makes it seem like we're back in the wild, wild west 
of these, it's a whole new thing that we had to take care of. Like, no, it's sorry, it's not. It's definitely not. And they're trying to use these old arguments because they really don't want you to. They really don't want to answer the top. The, the they don't want to. They don't want to uh, emphasize on the actual elephant in the room here. They don't want to have that discussion and conversation because that's what America does. That's what our government does. And it's it seems to it's been indoctrinated into our society since it's since it's dawning to be honest of where you know the government has to do these things. I might sound like a conspiracy nut, but I'm sorry. This is just what I've observed, and I've been on this planet for at least 27 years, and I know I don't know everything, but I try my best to understand first and and understand what's what's going on with whatever arguments whatever's happening to our society but man to use the video game argument like like it's new news like come on that's definitely fake news if we're if we're if we're calling it i i i'm surprised our esteemed president didn't even call that shit and then if you guys haven't seen that video please do because if you want to see somebody dance around the topic so much and basically say the same thing that he said in the first sentence out of his mouth watch it if you're not if you don't get annoyed by that then gosh my my kudos to you but get, it was just awful and frankly I I'm, I'm sure people are used to him speaking I I try I try my best to keep up with the Trump stuff and and I'll see of his speeches once one you know once in a while. Like I, I would see the big ones, like the State of the Union's addresses. I'll watch those because those are longer, and I really want to see what he's talking about. Because it seems like even if they write a speech for him, he he goes and ad libs whatever he wants at the end of the day. Because he is an actor, man. Like don't forget where he is. Don't forget who he is. But it's not him, guys. Remember that it's not him. He's just a puppet. He's just the one talking. People are not are throwing the blame and stuff. Just be objective here, please. That's all I ask is I, I just want people to be objective. Like, yeah. what else is there? Yeah, because, like I said, here's Resident Evil. My, like, honestly, my first violent video game was Mortal, was Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. So I remember I oh, yeah, my cousin's house. And Fuck. I didn't know anything about fighting games, you know. I had NES at the time. I barely got the Super Nintendo or Genesis around that time. And... <laughs> And the chorus, my cousin was like, hey, try all Street Fighter. I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's just a beat-em-up, basically. And, of course, it was Streets of Rage series, same thing. And, of course, Streets of Rage, I could see why there was kind of like a little controversy there because you're beating up, like, a women, too. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, nowadays it's really, you know, not saying I got nothing against women at all. It's just it's it's wrong to do any violence against women. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not nowadays. It's but this is a fictional <laughs> game. You know, it's game. The I think about people; these games are not based on real events. They're inspired, like the Call of Duty series. Some of it is fictional. Some is inspired by you know, by the era it takes place in. Doesn't mean it actually happened. And these are fictional works, people. These are fictional works. These are characters are made up names. Nothing connected to anything historical. Yeah, it'll take the historical locations, but they give it its own twist. Like you know. Right now, I'm a big fan of Japanese RPGs, and believe me, the stories of Japanese role-playing, like Final Fantasy XV, the Final Fantasy series, it's beautiful storytelling, the artwork's phenomenal, the fighting, yeah, there's fighting, you're fighting against monsters, demons, and sometimes people, but you gotta take it back, video games are fantasy, that's what what video games are, they are our escape from reality. You know, when it comes off down, when we're coming home from the office or coming home working retail, as for me, I work in a warehouse. It's another way for me to relax. You know, sit in my bed, turn, boot up my PS4, play Overwatch, or play some other game that I'm playing, and, call and pretty much day. calm myself down, calm my nerves. Because honestly, 
I give my parents a lot of credit for getting me a game system because who knows what I'll be doing right now. Yeah, you just I probably wouldn't know. be doing I probably won't be doing this podcast with you guys right now. You know, I won't be watching the Overwatch League. I probably wouldn't be watching movies in general and one from my parents because honestly, you know, I give them all the credit, you know, they gave me my first video game system. I'm really grateful for that. And that's how I am. You know, I am a gamer, but I'm a casual gamer. I'm not a pro gamer because honestly, if Believe me, it seems how these guys put all their time and effort and hone their skills. I applaud them. I, you know, salute them because honestly, it's a sport. It's a talent. It's a, it's a, ta- it's a talent, talent and it's a sport. You know, for me, like sport. I said, I'm a casual gamer and I like to play, you know, just to escape from reality. I read, you know, I listen to music, I watch film, I watch television, I watch anime. It's the same thing, you know. But at the end of the day, right, you can separate reality from. Art forms and and whatever entertainment you can separate the two, and that's what people are, and that's what our, our government's trying to use this thing that we like they we can't separate the fact from fiction. We can't separate our our forms of entertainment from reality. Like, are you if you can't separate a video game, which is an escape, a virtual reality from actual reality, like the natural world, then they'll court, then you have a mental issue. There's a problem there. And people, that's what people don't want to tackle. They don't want to because no, nobody wants to talk about the boogeyman. Duh. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk about the serious questions in life because they're scared. And it's a, it's it's all about vulnerability. Then nobody wants to be vulnerable. I understand you have to fear the unknown, but you, you have to use that fear. That's the th- it's a drive. It's an, it's just it's in our DNA. It's built like that. However, if you can't separate those those two things, then yeah, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a hard time. And that's a mental thing that has to be assessed. And it just seems like our society, or however American society has been indoctrinated throughout the throughout the centuries, is it just seems like this is what they want. This is what. This is exactly what... They're getting exactly what they want, and they're using these recycled arguments because, frankly, people still jump on it. I mean, we even seen with this election. Let's be honest here, people. America ha- isn't so progressed as we thought. It has progressed a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to deny the, 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 progr- the progress that this country has made as far as the citizens in this country has made and how they view things. But we still, and then after this election and what people still stand for, and then, I mean, going on Facebook, you see it all. Everyone's a fucking politician. Everyone's a, suddenly a scholar. You'll see that there's still a lot of ignorance around, and there's still a lot of these old, terrible, bad ideas that are getting spread around, you know, without any actual educational data or research to back it up by professionals. Like, it's just, there's just a lot of ignorance right now in the world and it's just it's sad because there's no reason for it there's really no reason for ignorance anymore like this when you have access to everything i mean even when i went to mexico it's it's like america it's just it's just like america and i've been going to mexico ever since i was a child so it just seems it doesn't seem any different but they have violence yes it's bad i understand people give it a bad rap but please before you make your decision on races and stuff or countries or cultures, please do your research and go experience and travel for yourself. Traveling is very important. <laughs> Sorry. Terry, crazy rant, man, but like I said, just separate the two and you'll you'll be better with for it. You'll be better for it. Yeah, so like you said, like even gaming in different cultures, I mean honestly now to the point now people are playing games on their phones now. 
And now he play, player something PUBG now I keep hearing right now recently. Fortnite, PUBG. They're like Call Fortnite. of Duty's always coming out. Like it's like you know. There's no. There's no. Nothing new. This is nothing new. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> honestly. So my argument is this for video games wise. Government, stay the hell away from our video games. You guys tried to do that before. We have a race Simpsons, guys. Seems we, to be working just fine. We, it seems to be working just fine. People just don't execute that on the on the retail level, and that's that's not on anybody. That's not on the person buying the game for their kid or, or the kids themselves. It's the person administering the game. Yes, you can it's go the, down. That's I mean, the responsibility. It, I would say it's up to the video game executives to go out there and say, hey, you know. It depends what game they're working on, and like I said, they can just tell the researchers, "Hey, make sure this game's being sold." No, it's it's not the developers' fault. It's not the developers' fault. It's, it's just, the people making this choice to buy this game for for a person who's not who's not at the suitable age to take these things just yet. And of course, now if people don't realize, there's been recent studies that by, by the London by this some you know psychiatry firm in London saying they did an evaluation of a couple people, you know. They pretty much haven't played video games, especially like shooters, first-person shooters, and of course anything with like with swords and fighting games. They did a study for like eight weeks, and and pretty much if, you know, they did like EKGs and all those exams on them, and basically said nothing. Their behavior stayed the same from the beginning of the trial to the end of the trial. There was no signs of aggression, nothing. It was just more. They found that the you know, the subjects were pretty much calm, focused. And, you know, nothing changed. So, it, like, you know, Trump administration, do your research and actually go read these documents that are printed in medical books, printed in medical journals about video game. Yeah, I know psychiatry tried to say video game is an addiction. It could, anything it, it could be an addiction. Anything could be an addiction. It just depends how you control it. You know, it's... Depends how you control it. You know, with me, with gaming-wise, I normally just game, like, one or two hours a day. I, I can't do when I was a kid. I remember as a kid, I used to do from, like, when I got out from school all the way up to dinner time. I can't do that anymore because my brain's, like, it can only do so much now because, you know, not only like that, but I read. So I got to spend time to reading. I got to dedicate my time to reading. I got to kind of view, viewing, like, the next, you know, anime or just different forms of stimulation for Different forms of stimulation. It's like, yeah. So I'm not as a big gamer as I was back then. Times change. People change as they get older. Adults. So for the final argument for video game is, yeah, there's games. There's certain games that are violence, but I don't see anything... That would curb my behavior to be aggressive or nothing like that. That I'm going to go and decide to go out there, you know, create a horrible act, which I do not condone at all. So please do not do a horrific act. I won't do it. I'm hoping that you guys don't do it too. But, you know, know your gaming. You know, know what games you're going to buy. And parents, if you are going to listen to this or come across this podcast, number one, do your research on the game that your kid wants and think of for yourself. Do you re- does your kid really deserve the game, or do you feel that you should get it for them? Do you but feel he's one- mentally ready and understands the repercussions of that? You know, what's understands the material that's in, that's being displayed into the game that they want to get, right? All right, now moving to the second topic that apparently popped up to not just video games. We're going to talk about movies. <laughs> Of course, us. We're excited because next month, Avengers: Infinity War, the end of April, Avengers: Infinity War comes out, and then this weekend. Ready Player One is coming out this coming week. I can't wait for that one because I read the book. But 
Now Trump is trying to attack movies, and apparently he said this would be a better rating system. There's yeah. been a rating system for so many years. <laughs> Do your research. Honestly, goddamn. Like he's never read a book. <laughs> there's a G rating. There's a PG rating. There's PG-13. There's rated R. There's NC-17. God, I haven't seen a rated... There's rated X. I haven't seen a rated X movie. But it's not rated T, man. No, it's like, come on. And think about it, the movie industry, some is original work, some is based on books. But you gotta think about it. Our American history was based on violence. Honestly, I went to school and honestly all the books talk about yo. It's all bullshit, guys. It's all like yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all bullshit. You get one side of the story but not the facts. But movies, you know, that's another thing too. Movies are another escape of reality, you know, it's something to stick How long has Hollywood have been a thing? How long, guys? Seriously, you th- honestly think that the him saying that, sorry man, but him saying that he's gonna change the, they should change the rating, like, that's like saying that, that's ignoring the fact that we already have one, and Hollywood's not gonna change all of a sudden because they say, oh, we need a better rating system, when the one we have works fairly well. I, I, it's not a point that movie theaters are enforcing the rating yeah, system. Right? They're not gonna let young kids go see a radar movie, no. Regardless <laughs> if their parents are not there, if their parents are there, they're not gonna still do it. I'm not going to let a 12-year-old go see Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, come, come on. on. I, you know better. Not, I know people aren't that dumb. No. Seriously. God, Birth of a Nation, anybody? Movie, Birth of a Nation? That's pretty violent, and that's literally the telling of, you know, our nation and how terrible it was founded on, all the terrible, horrible tragedy that's founded on. And I'm just like, now you're going to bring movies? If we're going to bring movies, why, has, when didn't, he, why didn't he say TV? I'm surprised he didn't Why didn't he say advertising? Look at advertising. Oh, if God. If there's one travesty that they're on, on, the, on the child's mind that's being manipulating, it's fucking advertising. Don't give me this crap about our, our, mo- our art forms and outlets um, that display this vine shit. You have a choice, right? <laughs> Last time I checked, you have a choice unless you're getting held against your will. Last time I checked, you had a choice. You have a choice in what you what you are exposed to or what you expose yourself to as far as forms of entertainment is concerned. And he doesn't bother. Of course, because this is what happens in America, man. They don't want to answer the actual question. They want they either conjure this stuff up or they they uh, they stop the symptoms, but don't they don't they don't cure the problem that's actually at hand. Just the symptoms, and they they expect us to. Bend to their will, beca- and and go back to the master, and hopefully they can change things. and And this is where you're seeing the marches, and and uh, I don't want to jump onto that topic because it's I just don't want to right now. No, I f- go like movies, man, movies. Oh my god, I love movies. I'm a I got a whole like, shit ton of movies upstairs. You know, like if you don't like movies, cool. But there's TV. I mean, I'm not a big movie watcher either. But I do try my best to watch movies when I can actually focus. But TV shows are my thing. More, I'm more we'll inclined. Talk about to, TV. Yeah, we'll I'm talk more inclined. About TV also, so. It's fine. It's not even that. We can go all day. But like, honestly, like when it comes to movies, you know, I started. You know, my parents. You know, I started at a tender age of, like I said once again, four. And my parents knew better what movies to take me to go see. You know, they took me to see like the Disney movies because they were awesome. The Reggie and like awesome. It's Disney artwork, you know. Disney and knows how to tell a story. Honestly. My first, like, violent movie that I ever seen when I was a little kid was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. And that was back, like, in 1990. I was only, like, five years old when I saw that movie. And honestly, 
you know, my brother was still in my mom's stomach at that time. So, you know, I saw that movie in theaters, and, you know, it was so cool seeing the Turtles live action, you know, on screen, because I remember watching the TV show There's weapons as a everywhere. kid. And, you know, it was kind of cool. Like, I didn't know for the fact that, oh, yeah, the movie was dark, because well, at that time I didn't know they dark. took more elements from the comic book itself than from the actual TV show, because the only thing they showed from the TV show was, yeah, they had a different color bandanas and, you know, just the logo itself. But basically, and of course, they changed in the movie. They the only thing they changed was that April O'Neil was a reporter. But in the comic books, she was just a lab assistant. She wasn't a TV news reporter, and she was African American. People don't realize that April O'Neil was African American. But of course, in the in the in the television, they got translated the TV screen to make it case friendly. They made her Caucasian, you know. Which I don't have a problem with that at all, but they kept what I like about it. They kept the the violence and to and everything to the point that you know when the sequel like New Turtles two, the Secret Ooze, the turtles hardly used their weapons at all because they got shot down because I think it was the Jim Henson company felt they didn't want to get their reputation hurt you know because remember they're the ones doing the props the the animatronics and the props for the for the turtle costumes and of course you know they did like you know the labyrinth and they did uh. And they also did uh, Dark Crystal, Sesame Street, and the Muppets. So, uh, yeah, it made sense. They had to do some tweaks and just had the turtles use, like, gags and stuff. And pretty much not use the weapons at all, which it still was. The sequel was still fantastic, regardless. But going back to the... That was my first violent movie I ever saw was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I enjoyed it as a kid. And even looking back now as an adult, I still enjoy it because I'm a big fan of Ninja Turtles. They were the re- reason why I learned the English language more. And that's why I don't have an accent <laughs> because my parents taught me Spanish first. And, of course, you know, when I went to school at the time, they're like... They got to the point that teachers were like, you know, your, your child doesn't know that much English. He's going to have a trouble time, you know, communicating with people. Lucky for me, when I got home from school, Teenage Mutant Turtles was on. That pretty much helped me out right there. And I did credit to television on that part. And, of course, my parents started talking to me more in English. But as you can see clearly now that I don't have an accent. I'm speaking great, you know. But, like, going back to movies, you know, yeah, I was excited. I was four. I was five years old. I saw the movie. Those of me, I'm going to go out there and find the freaking, you know, katana blade or nunchuck. I'm not going to have access to that. I'm not going to get access to their ninja weapons. You can't even get those here. Unless you go to overseas and buy them over there. That's the only chance to get them. Or you train in a karate studio or something no, like that. I, I didn't go and, you know, try to be in martial arts or anything. I think the first thing my mom I told me was, the only thing that I took the idea from is, oh, the church going to source. And funny thing is, my mom kept saw me, kept seeing me looking at the manhole covers because it was like where we used to live. There was a manhole cover there. I kept looking down there and see there was turtles down there. That was the only thing I was curious about. I didn't try doing, oh, hiya, karate, do karate chopper, something like that. I wasn't going to find a, get a sword or anything. Yeah, I had to turn these turtle toys, but that was the one thing that curbed my, you know, my behavior. And, and of course, after that, you know, as soon as I got older, that's when I started seeing more movies of different genres, you know, you know, getting exposed to, you know, Adult themes and all that. And then I finally saw Scarface. But the problem is, I didn't even see that movie until I was like 20, 21 years old. Yeah, out of all the... And the so I waited all those years. No, I didn't but it's not even that, dude. Like, we... You're right. You waited all these years just to fucking watch a movie that's understood that it's very violent. And out of all the movies... And I know parents aren't perfect. There's family gatherings and they push the kids to go play themselves. And some kids go watch to sit down and watch movies and... I mean, my exposure to that, to anything like that, as far as movies go, is is horror movies. When I would go to different cousins' houses for family parties, and we would watch and go watch these scary movies growing up and all that stuff. And I was exposed to this at a very early age, and it didn't matter. Like, 
Nightmare on Elm Street is, uh, still freaks me out, but I liked that when I watched it as a little kid because it freaked me out. But like, I was exposed. We were exposed to both to all those things as kids. It didn't mean we enacted these things. We both deal with a lot of mental stuff, and to the, either way, it, our our mom was there to raise us right when it came to these things, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to, man. And we can talk about different movies, different shows, all we want. But at the end of the day, we're just circling around the main issue at hand. And it's just, it, it, it starts at home. And people aren't, they're not bothering it. They want to rely on the government to make this change. And we're really, the change is in you. And I know parents, it's a hard time. It's very tough being a parent. I understand. I'm not a parent, but I can understand. I understand. I know I have several friends who are parents, who are single parents, who are partnered with, with kids. And it's it's a very tough job, and I give my my kudos, my all to them, because that's it's a very tough thing to raise a child, especially now with so much things, with so much information throwing at being thrown at us twenty four seven, and we're just trying to you know go through the the mist of the jungle and trying to see what's true, what's actual fact, and and how our behavior is affecting this world. It's all about the inside, guys. Um, at least my my final thought on this is just yes, um, it starts at home. We, we you got to have these conversations with people. You got to talk to people who have different viewpoints with you. Nobody wants to have a conversation anymore. We're we're approaching conversations with emotion instead of instead of being rational and trying to listen to the other side first. And as I go and interrupt my brother, but but that's no, what dude, I want to say. This just thing's about, listen, <laughs> listen, understand, do your research. Conduct that, and then form your own opinion and go from there. And express it in a nonviolent way and have intellectual debates. And don't always approach these things with emotion. Everyone wants to react with emotion, and they don't take the time to really take a moment and reflect on these and analyze their behavior and analyze what they're watching and how it affects and what they want to take in when it comes to this. And, and you know, mental illness is something that needs to be needs to be assessed, but it seems like our country is not doing that on purpose either. Um, it starts with education, and it starts with mental health, and it starts at home. Uh, sorry for interrupting you, friends. No, don't worry, buddy. Like I said, it's like movies today now. It's like now with the age of digital technology and everything, it's like now, it's nowadays, there's no more practical effects. So now, it takes away the whole realism now. Mostly everything's like digital now. I mean, the most final movie I saw recently was John Wick. Yeah. That that was an awesome series, but people gotta take it's a fictional work, you know. Yeah, it make it looks so real, but you gotta think about people like it's fake. But look at the Marvel movies now in general; they were able to carry those movies, you know, not just for the adults but for the families so they can go see that movie. So yeah, the violence, it, if you know what, they are it is toned down because do you hear cussing it in Marvel movies? Not much. Not much. You don't see blood in Marvel movies. No. Because they know for a fact that parents are going to take their kids. So it's the studio keeping, you know, their their demographic and viewership in, in mind. So it's not, you know... Yeah, if that's the case, we should censor the Bible. It was like the Dark Knight series. I know we have to go into the Dark Knight series, you know, the Chris Nolan Batman series. And, of course, you know, that tragedy that happened in Aurora, Colorado, that was crazy, you know. But to me, my take from that was... That guy who went into that movie theater and decided, you know, shoot up people when we're watching. That was garden. his decision. That was his decision. It wasn't a movie. He was basically he was probably honestly he was probably mentally disturbed. Either something happened at Most home, like, 
And he apparently this guy was smart because he had plans and everything, and he had a combat suit. Yeah, he was referred to to the Joker, but honestly, guys, the Joker has green hair, not pink. But it's still sad for the fact that those victims and people are still reeling from that incident. That's why nowadays you don't see midnight showings anymore. That's why movies now, the new movies, they premiere at 7 o'clock. So that took it away. And, of course, there is tighter security in movie theaters now. Like now to the point that they they don't encourage you to bring bags anymore. Because they, they you know, it's like they'll keep it, they don't have security at the door. That's how crazy it is. But, you Which know, like fine. I said, I mean, it's fine. I'd yeah. rather be safe watching a movie than getting blasted, getting my life taken away while trying to just escape the world and watch something that I have interest in. And like I said, Ready Player One's coming out this week. I can't wait. But I read the book, and yeah, it takes place in a fictional world. It's like, basically, it takes place in a dystopian Earth that's years ahead in the future where basically the environment is so bad to the point now people's escape is a virtual reality world called the Oasis. And what's cool about this this movie, but the, the book itself, has a lot of pop, pop culture references that people understand. And the story's basic. You're basically looking for this Easter egg that this game creator left a long time ago. The creator of the Oasis left a long time ago. And whoever finds it, you know, controls the Oasis. So I can't wait for that movie adaptation of it that comes out this coming weekend, which is directed by Steven Spielberg. Can't wait for that. And, of course, the author actually wrote the screenplay. But what's cool about it is... Problem is due to like it's kind of hard because like in the book there's a lot of '80s references, but like by like when I saw the past trailers for it, it uses a lot of like pop culture stuff from you know from the '90s, 2000s, even today. Even Tracer from Overwatch makes an appearance in the movie because it's she plays a game avatar. Even Sonic apparently, Batman, even the car from my, even the motorcycle from Akira makes an appearance. That Batmobile, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, you know, it's freaking, and the Iron Giant makes an appearance in there. And so, yeah, a lot of things got changed, but, you know, that movie, I'm going to that movie and, you know, I'm going for the escape, you know, for that escape to reality. So honestly, are video games movies violence? My final argument? No, they're not. It are not as violent as it was back then. And believe me, back in the 70s and the 60s, there were some movies that are still today not banned. They're, they're still banned for, you know, for distribution. I mean, there's one of those movies out there that are banned. They're never going to see the light of day because they were deemed too horrific, and I don't blame them. Human Centipede wasn't banned. Human Centipede wasn't banned. But <laughs> what do you call that? Such as like <laughs> those are pretty grotesque acts There's this one movie that was done for Unhumans. My Italian filmmaker that back in the day, and it still is banned. It's about cannibalism. Yeah. And it, it was so realistic that, you know, they thought the people actually died. But no, it was just the film director and the film crew that decided to make it look so real to the point that they didn't want the actors to, you know, make any appearances for like a few weeks. Trying to keep the whole illusion that it really happened, that he really died. But that movie's never shown in life. But hey, they took that step in action. But movies today, honestly, they're not as violent as they were back then. To me, honestly, movies today have been toned down when it comes to violence. Even the horror movies are not as, you know... Normally just jump scares and just jump, jump scares or practical, you know, just like point of view, practical camera work, you know, found footage style, you know, movies. But it's still, there's some movies, some psychological thrills mm-hmm. that can theme your mind. And of course, there's like, there is some fighting type movies or action movies but mostly action movies nowadays are you know focused on like a, a certain conflict not you it's know it's guns selling big cars and <laughs> what it's it's nothing new guys really nothing new nothing new that's been going on today so in, in the world today new. so like I said um 
that's my final argument. Games of violence, honestly, I don't see they should not be regulated. The government should stay away from it. It to me, honestly, they've been doing a great job controlling it. Same thing with the video game industry. They've been controlling what kind of creative control creative IPs they were coming out to the market. That's why they have rating sports. That's why they have testing. That's why they have screen tests, people. That's why they have focus groups to test to test these screens or testing. That's why they got play testers to give feedback to the game developers and to the movie um, movie creators. That's why they have focus groups, people. If you want to think, see something that's like you know, if you think it's too violent or something, go online and look for focus groups and sign up for a focus group for anything that's coming out soon and give your opinion there. That's how your voice be heard. Don't hear from the government. Don't let them do your voice. Be your own voice. Like I said, join a focus group and like test screen on your movie or something and give your feedback. That's what usually studios find. They find feedback. That's why they end up tweaking movies based on viewership feedback. Because that's what they look for. Because they say, oh, if the focus group says, oh, everything's fine. We didn't find nothing wrong with it. Then the movie passes. Oh, they say, oh, I found this scene bad. I find this scene offensive. Then they'll go ahead and do a re. That's why movies do reshoots, people. That's why they do reshoots. So that means, so basically the video game industry and the movie industry have this under control. With that said, so hopefully you guys like this serious edition of the Talking Pop. Don't worry, guys. We're going to go back to our you know regular critiquing format. I just wanted, lucky for me, my bro, Biko, had the time to join me today in the, in the cave. It's uh, in the pop culture cave. And pretty much get into this issue. But don't worry. He'll be back to do any critiques. Um, right now, we were planning. I would say we're probably going to go see Ready Player One once we have the time to go see it. But I know um, one thing we do want to talk about is The Punisher. Which we both decided when we're gonna go watch it. Probably gave a guys our critique of the Punisher itself. You no, know, I would like to see the Punisher because we saw the Defenders. The series on Netflix, guys. If you don't, if you don't have it or know about it, it's um, stars Tom Berenthal from Walking Dead. He plays Shane. Um, he did a phenomenal hell of an actor. Hell of an actor. He did a phenomenal job as Frank Castle um, in Daredevil season in two. Daredevil season two, yeah. To but, the, the point, he got his spinoff. Yeah. So we're going to be watching that, and probably that'll be our next episode. We focus on the, our critique of the Marvel's the Netflix, The Punisher. So that'll be a critique of that one. So like I said, hope you guys enjoyed this series episode of Talking Pop. Go ahead, and you can subscribe. You can follow this podcast. We're po- we're broadcasting on Podbean, and pretty much po- it's not. Spo- I'm not being sponsored or anything. This is totally independent. But if you guys want to get into the world of podcasting, try out Podbean. It gave, gave you the tools to set up your own podcast. Like, honestly, I'm paying $14, $14 a month just to provide these podcasts for you guys. So I'm paying money out of my pocket to get my voice heard. You check out Podbean because they're basically like the YouTube of podcasting. They, they have everything that you can find in the podcasting world from different countries based on different topics such as, you know, movie reviews, um, tabletop gaming and more like with me i this is mostly on pop culture but pretty much gave me the tool to create my own podcast which is phenomenal so make sure to check it out it's on podbean.com slash the talking pop you can find me there you can follow me on twitter at the franchise 85 you want to tweet any questions for me or for Biko, or you want to tweet you know something that you see in the world pop culture that you want our opinions about use the hashtag talk pop Use the topic, and maybe we'll talk about it in the next future episode of the podcast. I do have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the franchise network, where I post the links to the podcast itself from there. I pretty much post anything I see that, you know, 
if I've got the new Funko Pop doll or I'm bringing something new. And if you guys want to look into the daily life of the pop culture geek, I do have a YouTube channel, people. It's youtube.com slash the franchise network. You can check out my blog, which is called The Franchise Talks, which is basically a video diary of what I do in my daily life, whether I'm playing a video game or watching an anime or find the latest, greatest graphic novel or manga. If you guys want to look in the peak of my personal life, hey, it's out there in the web. Other than that, um, I'd like to thank Beagle for being joining me here this Thanks, week. Man. So, apart of that, moral of the story, though. Sorry, man. The moral of the story is, you got a choice, guys. Make it. And with that said, geek on and take care. See you guys next time.